Today on Unpacked. My uncle said, you know, you have to go to another level now mm. and go to Brazil. Mm. What are you going to do in Brazil? You are going to fetch the stuff to bring it to South Africa. Mm. And then the trouble started there. Started to have some dirty minds that I will fix you, Sizagel. And then police came unto me. They said, we got the cocaine and it's the real one. We are going to prison. Drug trafficking and being locked up abroad. Today's guest is here to share her story. Let's unpack. After the death of her mother, 26-year-old Sizagele Mapupa went from being a young and carefree woman to having to make means for herself. She then turned to a lifestyle of hustling and doing anything and everything to obtain a lavish lifestyle that landed her in a Brazilian prison. This is her story. Let's unpack. Sizagele, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, ma'am. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, and you? Good. So, take me back to where you were in life before you made the decision to go and basically be a drug mule. Okay, firstly, my name is Sizagele, and I was born and brought up in Soweto. I was this child that was a small breath, you know, if I want something, I will get it. Mm. And if I want it, I want it now. And I wanted to get it now if mm. I wanted. Mm. So my mother that time, you know, used to spoil me and give me everything that I want. Mm. 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 She never knew that time that she was spoiling me, but it was not good. So at the time, who was it in the household that was raising you? Was it just your mom? Yes, it mm. was my mom. Mm. Mm. Yes. So she was spoiling you and as you say, uh, you were a spoiled brat. In what way was she spoiling you? Uh, I was staying in a house that was so big mm. and it's a coal side. Mm. So they were selling coal, you know, coal, mm. you know, if you want to make bride, you, you know, you buy the, those coals. Mm. So that business was uh, a business that was so good that time. Mm. So it was going and I was the one who's like checking money, you know what I mean? Mm. So mm. I was taking from that money and she was not even saying, why are you stealing that time? Mm. So it was stealing because I was not asking, mm. you know. Mm. So I was that kind of a person that I used to give, you know, I used to do show off my mm. friends, all the stuff, you know, she's girls, she's a mm. girl, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So I was that kind of person. So when you finished school, what was it that you, you were doing uh, with your life? Uh, I never finished school. So you never finished high school? Yes. What happened? I was on grade 11 mm. and I was um, on private schools. Mm. Private school, we bang school. And mm. we, tell, we used to tell our parents that uh, we are going to school and we were not. Mm. So we even find people who can do reports for us. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was that kind of, 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 of a child. I was so spoiled and I was so naughty and, and no connection because... You know, those people, if you've got money, you know how to do everything. Mm, I mm, thought so, mm. you know. So I used to do those things. So I finished school at grade 11. Mm. Yes. Mm. So you finished school at grade 11 and there was no pressure around you to finish, get your matric and do something else? No. My mom was like, ah, my daughter. You know, that time I was alone. Mm. My sister was not there. She was like, oh, my baby girl, mm, you know. Mm. If we are parents, you know, there's something that we do with our children. 
We spoil them. We don't know those children, they're going to be father or mother tomorrow, mm. you know. Mm. So we're thinking that we are doing good by doing that. And we don't know that we are breaking their future. Mm. So was there a part of you that wanted to make something of your life? And what was that something? Uh, I was this kind of person uh, saying, I want to be rich. Mm. I want to see myself driving. Mm. I want to see myself wearing a Socrates mm. preview. I just want to uh, people to sh see me. I was that kind of person who had pride before mm. because clothes can make you to have pride, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And say so that I'm wearing this because it's a mark, you know? Uh, th th there's something that you, maybe people, you pay attention, people must pay attention to you. But how, how, how in your mind were you planning to do, to be rich and to have all those things? Uh, I never thought about it. Mm. It was like money. If money is on your side, you don't have um, this mind, medulla, you know, mm. to maybe thinking that you can do something because you think your mother's own are your own particular things, but it was not like that. So would you say you were entitled? Yes. Okay, okay. So now what happens that you are presented with an opportunity to travel abroad to, you know, go and, and get drugs? What happened, uh, I had my uncle, my mother passed away. Mm. So I had to go and stay with my uncle. Mm. And I already... And how, how is your uncle? My uncle is like my, the brother of my mother. Okay. Yes. So I had to go. Remember, the business is going down. Mm. My mother is not there. And I had to go and stay with him in mm. his house. Mm. And I already knew that he was doing the business of drugs that time. Yes, yes. You know, so I was so happy. You know, even though my mother died, I never had that thing that, oh, I would struggle. Mm. I said, I'm going to another level. Mm. You know, mm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a drug dealer now. Mm. You know, so... And that was exciting for you? Yes. Mm. Why was that exciting? Because money was on my mind. Mm. There was mm. nothing... It was like clothes, perfumes, mm. money. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you went to stay with your uncle and what happened? I went to stay with my uncle. So my uncle told me, Sizagele, you know, you know what happened? I was doing drugs with my uncle locally after my mother passed away. Mm. So we used to go to Protels, you know. And so I used to go there, not him. He used to just give me the drugs. Mm. Then he will just say that here is where we used to keep them. Mm. And after Sizagele go, you understand me? So I used to sell them locally until he made the decision that you are passing to another level. You know, at school you pass. Mm. So even drugs, you pass. So he's mm. like, oh, go to Brazil. I'm like, oh, wow. Latino, Americano, where we'll mm. see MC Hammer, you know what I mean? Mm. And all those people. So I agreed. So uh, what were the drugs that you guys were, were selling? It was different drugs. Mm. It was heroin, mm. coke, mm. ecstasy. Mm. Yeah. And at the time, were you also using drugs? Yes. Mm, mm. I was using ecstasy mm. because I wanted to be hyper. Mm. Ecstasy, you just take it. It's a pill. You mm. take it and you drink it with water. Mm. And it will just make you hyper mm. to just go around. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it was like that. Okay, so now he says to you, I want you to go to Brazil because you, you are now at a new level, yes. which was exciting for you. Yes. What, what then uh, happened after that? My uncle said, you know, you have to go to another level now mm. and go to Brazil. Mm. Then I agreed. I said, okay, that's fine. We can do that. 
Then we made some passport. And, you know, it's not taking long. Then I went to Brazil. But was he saying to you, going to go and do a transaction there and bring drugs home? Yes. Okay. You already told me that. What are you going to do in Brazil? You are going to fetch the stuff to bring it to South Africa. Mm. Yes. And he had already promised you a car when you come back? Yes, a Land Rover. Mm. And how old were you at the time? I was 26 years old. So in all the time from your mom passing up until 26, you are now basically dealing drugs with your uncle? Yes. So what happened next? Now it's time to go. Ah, wow. I was so excited. Mm. You know, if you're doing something that you don't know, sometimes you think that that is right. Mm. You can remember that ecstasy was on me. Mm. <laughs> and mm. I was hyper. Mm. And then taking it, saying like, you know, I'm going to make it. Mm. My focus was on the car. Mm. Land Rover White's leather suit. Mm. They asked in the airport here in South Africa, what are you going to do in Brazil, mm. you know? And then I told them, because I had some money with me, some dollars, you know, they used mm. dollars. So I told them that I'm going to buy some clothes. Mm. And the men assisted, keep on asking me the second time. Mm. And the third time saying, ma'am, tell me what are you going to do in Brazil? I'm like, no, I'm going to buy some clothes. Mm. Then I embark the plane. I went, they left me. Then I went to Brazil. Mm. So you land in Brazil, was it Sao Paulo? Yes. Mm, mm. I landed in Sao Paulo. And then while I landed in Sao Paulo, remember that I don't know how to speak Portuguese, remember? Mm. I'm in a Latin America now, you mm. understand? And you're by yourself, first time traveling there. And uh, I was not even uh, shy or having this thing that I'm going to go to prison. I was mm. so brave, mm. Mm. you know? I had that thing, Land Rover just uh, going, coming back. You know, that time I used to go to clubs, you know. Mm. So I was like, they will see me, these people. Mm. They will know who I am, mm. you know. Mm. So I went to Brazil. I arrived safely. I went. So if you're going, like, from Brazil to here, you must have the airport. They told you which airport are you going to go. Mm. So the, there was a airport that I have to arrive. But I arrived in the airport, the, the, the hotel, sorry. Mm. But the hotel was not the same hotel, but the name was similar. Yes. So I arrived there, I entered there. Then what was the problem? I forgot the code to call you in South Africa. Mm. If you are in Brazil, you have to put some code to call South Africa. Mm. So after all, while I was there, I had to go to a, a mall to do it, to find a ship, mm. to start calling my uncle. Then I asked them in the hotel, can you help me by the code of South Africa? Mm. They started to help me. And it was the third day, I think mm. so. So after all, what happened? I started to call my uncle. Then I explained, I am in this kind of hotel. Mm. Then he said, no, it's a wrong hotel. He started to give the guy I supposed to meet in Brazil my number. Mm. Then we started to communicate with the guy. Mm. And this is the guy that you're going to now do the transaction with? Yes. So when did you, uh, did you eventually meet the guy and what happened then? Then I met the guy. Then what, what happened now? We have to change the hotel. Mm. Not the same hotel. Because mm. what happened, uh, drug trafficking, it's a, it's, a, it's a mafian stuff, you know? Mm. Uh, you have to change things and you have to watch. Mm. If you arrive in the country where they send you, they have to hide you. Because mm. there are other gentlemen, they, women, they look for people, they used to steal them that, okay, this person is here, 
we can still give her or him money so that we can steal that person, mm. so that we can have that person. So what happened? They have to put you in the hotel that is so clumsy mm. that nobody can think that maybe one person is there. Mm. So I went there. While I went there, the guy lately, he knocked in the hotel. Mm. Then remember, I was not expecting anybody that time. Mm. Mm. And then I had this, my drag, sexy dress, you know. Mm. While he was knocking, I'm like, you know, and then I look, it was him. Mm. Then I started to, wow, why? But I opened because, you know, and then he said to me, I came to sleep here holding his laptop, you know, holding the dollars in the hands. Like, I'm like, wow, we never talked with this guy. Mm. How come he came to sleep here? And then the trouble started there mm. because in this journey, you, you have to, like, supply yourself. You know, it's a mafia and stuff. Remember I told you. Mm. So what happened? The guy wanted to, to get involved with me. Then I said, no, not me. I was sent by my own uncle. Mm. You know who I am. Mm. You know that pride, you know. Mm. You know who I am. I'm Cesar Gale, and that is my uncle. I'll call him now. Mm. Then he said, okay, let's catch. It's fine. I cannot force you, but we usually do that with other ladies. So he was trying to sleep with you? Yes. Yeah. You understand me? So I said, no, I cannot do that. Did he try to rape you? No. Okay. But he was forcing himself to do that. Then I said, no, I will scream. Remember, it's a hotel. Mm. And then I would scream. He said, no, okay, I will leave you. Mm. And then the trouble started there. Started to have some dirty minds that I will fix you, Sizagel. Mm. You see? So what he, he does, he said, what are we going to do? He was asking me where to put the drugs. Mm. I'm like, no, but I kept to, to pick the stuff. Mm. And what happened now? And because you must tell me, because I came to fetch the thing to mm. you. Then he said, no, I don't know where to put it now. No, you know, mm. those uh, excuses. I said, no, it's fine. Remember, I'm in Sapolo. He told me on the sixth day, I have to be there seven days. So he said, on the sixth day, you have to go to Rio de Janeiro, Copa de Cabana. Mm. Then he said, you cannot transit here in Sao Paulo. There are missions that we do to confuse, you know, the police and all mm. those people. Then I said, okay, then. Then he started to pick the things. He brought the drugs, you know, in the hotel. Then I was supposed to go to Rio de Janeiro, then with a bus traveling there. Mm. And then I took the thing with me. It was on the cooler, but the coolers are different. You mm. know, remember, it's another standard of America. Yeah. It, it's another cooler, but, you know, it, it does not look like a cooler box, but mm. it's, you know, like portable. Then he put the drugs there. Then I traveled to go to Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, after going to Rio de Janeiro, I landed there in the hotel. I slept there. I checked in the hotel, in, mm. the, in the airport. I was not arrested. Mm. So everything was fine up until that point? Yes. Then I went to, back to Sao Paulo. Mm. Remember, they are changing the, yes. their things. Then after all, I went to Rio. I checked in. Everything was well. And I bought this book. This book was having Land Rover. And I'm like, wow. Mm. After checking in, everything went well. I called my uncle. Everything was successful. Mm. And then I was waiting for the plane to, you know, embark in the mm. plane. And then police came unto me. Are you Cesar Gale? And then I said, yes. I'm like, ah, they paid. It's just, mm. you know, you know what I mean? Then after all, after they said, come with us because we saw something that is not right in your, mm. you know, in your stuff. I said, look, ah, surely you can, you know, brave. Were you not scared at all? No, because remember that they told me that they paid. Mm. So I thought it's police that they're working with them. Mm. And it mm. was not it. Mm. After all, they checked, they checked the cocaine. 
They said, we got the cocaine and it's the real one. We are going to prison. Mm. <laughs> and how much cocaine did they find? Do you remember? Yes, it was three pounds something. Mm. Then I started to shiver there. Immediately, everything changed on mm. me. It was not me, you know. That braveness went out. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, it was like I was a fool there. Mm, mm, mm. I started to have those days of the mothers immediately, you know. So they attended me, you know, to the loo, but in the police station inside there, you know, the, the airport. So I started to go there. They gave me some pets. Then I started to call my uncle that it is so bad. I'm arrested. He said, no, how? Because you already gave us the number, you know. Mm. I'm like, I don't know how. Then they, it's how I went to prison. So now, um, did you get a court date? Did you get a trial? Or they just, it's automatic prison? No, in Brazil, it's different than South Africa. Mm -hmm. Don't go to court the next day. You have to sit, you know, until they call you. Mm. So it was a process. I stayed in Brazil eight months before I go to, to, to court. Wow. Yes. And was the South African embassy helping you? No, they help you. For an example, if you are there the first time, they have to ask you, have you been able to write to your family and everything? Mm, mm. But helping, they help you only that. Mm. Yes. Mm. So then uh, what was, uh, you know, you start your prison, uh, 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 not sentence, you start your prison time and then they call you up for your sentencing. And what was your sentencing? It was uh, four years, eight months. Four years, eight months. Yes. What was prison like? Wow. Uh, it was a great privilege for me to go to prison. Why do you say that? Uh, because maybe I was supposed to die at that time. Mm. Because remember, while I was giving people drugs, mm. there are people they got para. We, we call them para. Mm. The other ones, they, they were injecting themselves. And what maybe is para? They get paranoid. Mm. Mm. You know, you, you become higher. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. No. So in that process, maybe there were people who were dying mm. that time. We were giving them drugs. Mm. You know what I mean? So <laughs> remember, the, the life I was living was so rough. Mm. God has to change my life, you know, by going there, giving me the rest, but on other way. So are you saying it was a pr privilege to go to jail as opposed to getting a harsher sentence for something worse? Is that what you're saying? No. I'm saying God has put me there for a purpose mm. so that he changed my life inside prison. Okay. It was not easy, but it was worth it. Mm. Why? Because inside prison, I learned who I was. Mm. Outside, I never knew that Sizagele had something that was bestowed unto mm. her. So going to prison, I learned a lot. Mm. I learned that freedom is very important. And I learned that who I was. I started to motivate inside prison, mm. to be a speaker inside prison. Mm. And I started to preach the gospel inside the prison. Mm. Mm. And remember that I was a leader, but I, I was leading the sheep very wrong by giving them drugs. But I never knew that I have to be a good leader to tell people that this is what we are seeing, mm. that I, I was doing this. Mm. Now God has changed my life. But I had to go to prison that four years, eight months. But it was not four years, eight months. I stayed in prison five years. So it, it, tell me what a day in prison was like. I want to get an understanding of what was prison like. Okay. The first day, it was not good. Mm. One month, it was not good. 
two months, it was not good. Give, give me an example of a day in prison. Okay. From when you wake up, what is it, what is prison like? It, it, it is, it's so yuck. It is, um, it's like a monster, you know, because you're sleeping where you don't have freedom. Mm. You understand me? You are caged, you mm. know? You stay with people you don't know. You understand me? And they're speaking different language that mm. you don't know. Mm. And remember, fear is still there. Mm. That how are you going to survive in prison? Mm. You know what I mean? So it was so hectic. Mm. Like, did you uh, make any friendships in prison? Yes, a lot. Mm. Remember that I was there. I was seeing what people are doing. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm here in prison, but I can be a better person inside prison, but be a better person, you know. What, what were you seeing people do in prison? If you're in prison, people, they've got different characters mm. and different careers. You mm. know what I mean? So other people, they will tell you that I was here in prison, but I started to learn English in prison. You know mm. what I mean? I started to do nails in prison. Mm. I started to, to know how to do fix hair. So uh, while I was there, I started to say, okay, because I never knew. You remember you asked me a question. Mm. You said that time I was doing grade 11. I never had some like, Sizagela is going to be somebody tomorrow, yes. maybe an advocate. But while I was in prison, I started to know that I'm a speaker, that I'm a mm. life coach. So with peace, peace, while I was in prison, I started to know how to speak now, mm. you understand? Mm. How to uh, feel for people, you understand me? How mm. to have a passion that this person is going through what? If mm. I can counsel her and tell her that, yes, I was here one day, but after two months, I have learned some things. I'm here, I'm standing. You can still make it. What was your hardest day in prison and why? My God, it was the day that I went to court. Mm. Because remember, I was sent by my own uncle. Mm. But the other thing, I had to forgive the same time, mm. you know. Do you think he set you up? Now, it was that guy, remember? Yes. That one I was with in the hotel. Yes. Why I'm saying this? Because while I was going there, in my bag, I was having a white T-shirt that was not my own and the trouser. The guy put those things inside the bag because he knew that it would set me up. Mm. As in the bag, for it to be your bag with drugs in it? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. So what happened? He already knew. What happened? That time I went to prison, the police, they were there. They asked me, you people, do you know that they, you know, the, what, what happened? I said, no. See, police, they speak English. Mm -hmm. They said, we know you were trapped. You know, those police, that, that guy trapped you. You understand me? Mm -hmm. But you don't have to do what? After you, you went out, you have to be free because it's dangerous. You're in Brazil and the guy was there. You understand? There's nothing you'll do. You're in prison. Why do you say the day you went to court was the hardest day for you in prison? What happened on that day? Remember, it was my first time to get arrested. Hey? Mm. And uh, I have to go to court. I have to speak. Mm. It's like a reminder. They are reminding me what was happening on that day. Mm. So while the judge was asking me questions that who sent me, I didn't tell him the truth that it was my own uncle. Mm. But inside me, you know, there was this anger and envy that, wow, I'm alone in this mess today, you know? Mm. So what happened? Envy, I was crying. This crying, I thought the judge will even feel pity for me. Mm. But same time I was lying. Mm. I didn't tell them that it was 
I was sent by my own uncle. Mm. I said, you know, I told them some excuses. Why I was doing that, I thought I have to protect my uncle for him to not go to prison. Mm. You understand? So envy and anger and fear was there. Mm. And thinking again, how am I going to get sentenced as young I was, remember? Mm. So it was like that. So what did you tell the judge about what happened? Did you confess or did you say the drugs were not mine? No, I didn't confess. I told the judge another story that I met a friend mm. in uh, Jobek and he made me to meet some guys mm. and uh, uh, blah, 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 you know, those things. Yeah. So it's how I spoke in. I never like told them the truth that it was my own same uncle who sent me to prison. Yeah. And that same guy was the correct guy that you were supposed to meet with all along. Yes. So how is it that the guy that your uncle set you up to meet with is the one that set you up to be caught? Because that was your uncle's contact. Remember that money is another thing. Mm. If it's the issue of money, you forget anything. Yeah. You don't, even your own blood, you can be drained with money. Yeah. Money is the, it's evil. Yeah. You know, you think on that time how to use it and there's no spirit of fulfillment mm. unto money. Mm. If money is there, you, even though how money can be, you can hold me loans, you still have this spirit of wanting money, mm. uh, having things, you understand me? You are empty, you know? So do you think your uncle betrayed you? No, I still say no. You still say no? Yes. And do you take, do you feel that uh, you could have been more careful in not being caught, as in you take responsibility that you were arrested because of something you did? Yes, yes. If you're doing wrong, they have to punish you, isn't yes. so? You have yes. to get a punishment on, on that thing you have done mm. so that you can be corrected tomorrow. You learn by your own mistake yeah. so that you cannot go back and do the similar process that you have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so now you serve your time. Mm. What happened on the day of the release? My God. Uh, I want to just add something as we're speaking. Uh, in prison, you know, you, you write to people, you call them correspondents. Mm. So I had the guy I was writing to, you know. Mm. Uh, why why we, we were doing that? Because... What happened, you asked me the first time that is South Africa consulate helping you? Mm. If you're going to go out, you have to have an address, mm. firstly, mm. from Brazil. If you don't have, you're going to stay in prison. Mm. Mm. And that's so important. So you meet your friends, you, you know, you, you chat, and they will tell you that you must have somebody you are writing. Mm. And the person was in, inside prison, but he was staying in, in Brazil. Mm. So I had some correspondence I was writing to, you know. So he went out before... I was in prison. Mm. So what happened, you were, I was writing to him and he had a place. So I had that thing that, oh, wow, if I'm going out, I will have some place to stay. Mm. You know, a shelter is something else, mm. you know. So what happened, I was writing to him, then I got the release. That time he gave me his address to mm. give the judge that uh, I will be staying with so-so person mm. in such place. So they took me out, then I went out. So I had the guy, you know, it's like we were going out, but we never see each other. Mm. So we were writing the paper, oh, you know, I will marry you, mm. all those things, mm. kind of things. You know, guys, how they are, you know, mm. rolling, smooth operator, telling me things that I want to know too. You know how women we are. We are so fast to catch things, mm. you know. Mm. So I went out and then he was the one who's taking control of me 
that time I went out. Because remember, my uncle is not there. So he had the house that time. So were you ever at a point where you could now call your uncle to say, I want to come back home? No. Why? If you go out of prison, you have to sign again. It's like a parole, mm. but you have finished your sentence. What do you mean sign? Uh, what do you mean? I don't understand. You must be signing. Like yes. the court will be calling you. There are dates you'll be signing after they said, now it's enough. Oh, free. okay. So you basically had to serve parole yes. while you were out, which means you have to stay in Sao Paulo. Yes. For how long did you have to stay there? I stayed the almost two years. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now you've met this person, you're staying with them, and then what happened? Not with them, with him. With him, yes. Yes. Uh, what happened? You know, it's, 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 you know, as I was telling, we were writing. We started to date, mm. you know, and then while I was there, everything was good, you know. What were you doing with your life? My dear, <laughs> I, I, I never wanted to put myself into prostitution mm. because I should have went out and stay and, and, and do the same thing I was doing mm. because other people, they go back to prison. Mm. So I said, I want my life changed that time. Mm. At least if this person can give me a shelter to sleep. Mm. You understand that? So he was basically taking care of you. Yes. You didn't have to do anything. Yes. Okay. So what happened? What, the, what were the circumstances that led you to coming back home? Uh, the same guy mm. was doing drugs, but not in the house. Yes. He used to go and sleep outside, said, remember, Sister Gale, you don't want... Because hey, prison is not, is not easy. Yeah. It's not easy at all. What happened? He was doing it, but with other sisters of mine of South Africa. Mm. So he was going out with them. He was betraying me, mm. you know. So the guy was arrested again. Mm. And I was there and I had to, I had a baby mm. that time with a guy. You understand me? And my daughter was so young. Mm. So the guy went to prison again with mm. the South African lady. You understand that one? They were dealing together. Mm. So what happened? I said, how can I stay here? And is the guy was helping me. I had to, you know, come back home. What, the guy arranged, you know, with one guy to buy me a ticket mm. so that I can come back home. Mm. So it's how I came back to South Africa. And before then, you didn't, you didn't have the desire to come back home? I had it. Mm. My God, mm. I had it. Remember that um, I was in Brazil nah? and now I've got the baby mm. and the guy is arrested. I'm like, no, I don't want anything now. I have to come back home. But I mean, prior to all of that happening, did you want to go back home? Yes. Prior to the child, prior to everything? Yes, mm -hmm. I wanted to be with my family. Mm. Uh, dispersing what happened, there's something that we do. Somebody can do you anything, but we have to have the spirit of forgiveness. Mm. Because you're not doing for him, you're doing for your own life. Mm. Because you're still going to have some children, you understand me, life, mm. career. Mm. So... I had to forgive my uncle. Mm. You understand me? So I had that thing that one day I would come back and hug him, mm. you know, and show him love and teach him that Sizagela has changed now. Mm. He's not an, a, a drug dealer. He's an ex-drug dealer. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. So you fly back home because somebody helped you buy a ticket and you left the man behind. He's gone to jail. Yes. What was homecoming like? While I arrived in South Africa, you know, I had the prima of my daughter, you know. Mm. So I was pushing her. I had joy in me. Mm. But at the same time, I, I was grieving. I was crying. Mm. Being long time, you know, you know, coming back home, you know. Mm. You no, know, was I was abroad and it was not good. 
in that abroad, I was in prison. Mm. Now coming back, I was looking at this angel that God has blessed me with. You understand? I was like, inside me, I was like, I cannot go back anymore. Mm. I had a bundle job with me, pushing hair slowly, you know, mm. going, going, saying, you know, my life has changed now. Mm. I know who I am. I'm not empty, you know. And in the time that you were in Brazil, in prison, you know, were you ever in touch with any other family? Did you have any other support from, from back home? No, it was my uncle, but after so long, it was my same uncle. So you didn't have any other family you were in touch with? Nah. Not at all? Nah. You, I mean, I think it's surprising for me because usually as Africans, as black people, you know, we come with a, a village of family. And it's, it sounds like from what you're telling me, you only had your, your uncle on your side. You know what happened? Everybody, you know, my uncle had a covenant with his things. Mm. Everybody passed on on my family. Mm. It was only him, you know, mm. that mm. time. You understand mm. me? But let me tell you something. I had the family in Brazil. They were taking control of me inside there. Mm. Remember, I was a life coach. Hey, So they were even calling their families outside. So while they were visiting them, they were calling me. I was part of the family. Mm. 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 And what is your relationship with... Brazil right now, you know, in your heart and where you are in life. I want to tell you something. I love Brazil more than my country mm. because they took control of me and they're so loving. And I knew who I was inside prison. You understand me? So I love Brazil more than my, my country. What has life been like with uh, for you since you arrived back in the country with your baby? Oh, rejection. From who? <laughs> from uh, its family, but not like there are uh, my cousins, mm. those like my uncles, the other uncles that I used to have. Mm. You understand me? When I came back, remember, I never had anything. Yeah. And remember that time I had some stocks mm. and now I'm coming back just with only a daughter, mm. not with money. Mm. And that time, remember, I was a cheap boaster, mm. boasting, buying them things. And now I'm coming back empty. So nobody will like you that time. Mm. You understand? Mm. But I understood, I understood it was just a process. Because it was a season. Every, each and everybody had to pass two things, mm. you know, so that you may understand who you are. Mm. So how did you survive when you came back? Because you hadn't been doing any legitimate work, but your life was changed. Mm. I, I came back, I stayed with my own uncle, the same mm. uncle. So he was staying in this bedroom. I was staying, it was a big mm. house. Mm. So that time, remember that I'm back and I, has to, I have to eat there. Mm. But remember that I had my mouth and remember that I am a preacher today. Mm. I'm preaching the gospel. Mm. So I was meeting people outside, you know, praying with them, you mm. know. So by doing that, God was sustaining me, mm. you know. Before, I never knew that you cannot sustain by your own. Like, for an example, people who are working, they think that they are sustained by their own money. Mm. No, it's not by your own strength. Mm. You understand me? Mm. It is because of the grace of God we are sustained. Mm. Yes. Mm. So... What would you say the greatest lesson was that you learned in prison? Uh, I would just say you need to be content on what you have for that time. Mm. You know, why? Because you are delayed, but you are not denied. Mm. You know, the process that you are for now is for that time. Mm. You are still going to pick up. Mm. You know why? Because I've learned that fast cash is not good. Mm. Or thinking that you know is not good. Mm. 
be with those things that you have until you are content and established for that moment and you will go to another level. What was the moment in prison that made you realize you want to give your life to God, become a life coach, become a pastor? In prison, there are people who visit us. Mm. As today, I'm a, I'm a minister. Mm. Today, I minister because of what I've went through mm. and God has teach me, it's not mm. me. So what happened, they um, make you to accept Christ. Mm. But my own was different. While I was going to Brazil, I was going to church, but I was a churchgoer. Mm. I was not saved. There's a yes. difference. Yes. There's a difference of being saved and being a churchgoer. At that time, going to church, I was going to church because I had good clothes. Yes. I was going to church because I had that money to give. Mm. You understand me? So while I went to Brazil, the first day I forgot to say, I've surrendered all to Jesus. Mm. I did like this. I said, Mrs. Agele, I cannot go back. Now I'm taking Christ. And I promise God, I make a covenant with God that God, if I can play, take my life because I was playing before. Mm. Now I'm making a covenant with Christ mm. that no more I go back. Mm. You understand me? But was there something specific that happened that made you make that decision? Yes. And what was that? You know, that time my life was empty. Remember, I mm. was naked. Mm. Remember, I was the one who's selling drugs, not my uncle. Yes. So I'm the one who went to prison. Mm. My uncle was not in prison. Mm. So my life had to change because of what? I, I, if you're in prison, remember that your mind comes back, mm. that you think now, I'm, now, why I was wasting my time? Mm. You, you know what I mean? Mm. Why I was wasting money? What I was doing? Mm. I was doing that to be seen. You know what I mean? So I started to be sober mm. while I was in prison. You know, I started to knew who I was. Mm. You know, where I, I want to go. My goals, to achieve my goals. Mm. You know, so I've learned a lot in prison that freedom is important. Mm. I don't have to play with it. Mm. Why I'm saying that? Because I was locked, mm. you know. And prison is not just only prison to be locked. You can be, your marriage can be in prison. Mm. You understand me? Your child can be in prison by taking drugs. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Yourself, not forgiving, you can be in prison. Did prison force you to quit taking drugs? No, I made a decision. Mm. I never went to the rehab. The rehab was my medulla, mm. bringing back who I was in this mm. nation. Mm. Yes. What are the final words you'd like to share with viewers that you'd like them to know about your story and your journey with regards to being locked up in Brazil? Uh, I just want people to learn that um, doing things that are not genuine is not good. Mm. You know, you can sell that those vegetables. You know, I usually say, imagine Mr. Maponya started somewhere to go mm. somewhere. You start with a little thing to go somewhere. Mm. You understand me? And I want to tell youth and everybody that takes drugs today, that drugs is not good. Mm. You know why? I've learned, you know, remember, Ms. Speaker, mm. drugs can make your life to not be good. Mm. They can go to your heart. You cannot see it now by taking them. Mm. What they, they, they do, they mess up with your life. Mm. You understand me? If you're a man, there's where they touch. If you're a woman, there's where they touch. Mm. They make your life to not be good. Mm. Firstly, they make you to disobey if you're a child. You, be, you start to have this character of disobeying your, your parents. Mm. So that is not good. 
So I want to tell you that I never went to rehab to quit drugs. Mm. I made a decision. Mm. So you can still make a decision today and become somebody. Mm. You are somebody. You are the royal priesthood. Mm. Where you are, you can take drugs for now, but your past can make you to be somebody tomorrow. Mm. Thank you so much, Sizakele, for sharing your story. And um, I'm sure there's so many things that we didn't get the opportunity to chat about, but I really appreciate you also just showing how your life in itself is a testimony. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hashtag unpacked with Rele Let us know your thoughts on today's discussion, particularly that of being arrested, of being convicted, and serving time in prison in another country far from home when you know that you are guilty. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. I was dizzy, uh, shortness of breath. I couldn't stand for very long. I had lost 10 kilograms in about three weeks. We got the results, uh, found out that it was diabetes. You're going to be doing this every single day for the rest of your life. You do what you have to to live. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's not that difficult. for watching Unpacked with Rilip Mamoja. Make sure you subscribe to my channel where you can get to watch more episodes. But more importantly, you can be part of our online community. Comment down below, share with us who you'd like to see on the show, what story you'd like us to discuss. We love engaging with you. Keep it coming and don't forget to subscribe.